Welcome to Explore the Word podcast. So glad that you could join in today. Hope you're having a great week. In this episode, we'll continue to examine the books of the Old Testament, and today we'll look at the book of Isaiah. Isaiah means the Lord is salvation. Like all the books of the prophets, Isaiah is named after its author. The prophet Isaiah is called the Prince of Old Testament Prophets because of his vast character, theological insights, and the messianic context of his prophecy. Jewish traditions indicate that he was the cousin of King Uzziah and that he died during the wicked reign of King Massaniah. Being of the royal family, deeply spiritual, well-educated, and chaplain to the royal courts of four kings of Judah for some 50 years. Isaiah was probably or perhaps the most prominent figure during that century, that 50, half a century of Israel's history, and he definitely impacted it long after his passing. The date of the writing of the book of Isaiah is between 740 and 680 B.C. Isaiah prophesied over 60 years from the death of Uzziah in 740 B.C. to sometime after death of Sherachrib in 681 B.C. He appears to have written the bulk of chapters 1 to 39 during the reign of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah. Chapters 40 to 66 were written during the reign of wicked king Massaniah. Uh, The political uh, setting of the time, internationally, the Assyrian Empire was at its greatest strength. It's at its pinnacle. Uh, Tilgal-Pileser came west to invade northern Israel and Jordan in 745. And then in 734 B.C., Sargon and Shalmazer besieged and destroyed Samaria. Uh, Shanachabib invaded Judah in 714 BC, but that ended when he lost his army outside of Jerusalem and he never returned. Nationally, Judah was in a great time of chaos and oppression. Uh, The northern kingdom of Israel had suffered under horrible kings, and Judah well suffered under King Ahaz, who was a wicked king. Alliances were made to anyone and everyone, to stave off the mounting power of the Assyrians. The spiritual setting of Judah really ran parallel with the political situation or condition of the nation. Both went up and down, and uh, it went really down during King Ahaz. The strength built up by his father Jotham dissipated very quickly. Under attack by Assyria and Israel, the king sacrificed his own son to Moloch. And, um, you know, he asked for outside help to assist him. And the result is that he became a vassal state. And he pushed, Ahaz pushed the worship of foreign gods. Hezekiah became king and immediately started to reform the nation. He reinstituted the Passover And the Lord honored his godly desires and intentions. His zeal for revival turned the tide of judgment, saved Judah from a fate very similar to Israel's destruction in 722 B.C. 
The king took Isaiah's advice to completely rely on the Lord for deliverance. Isaiah really impacted the life of Hezekiah. And they saw amazing deliverance uh, from the Assyrian army. And uh, 185,000 soldiers were killed by the angel of the Lord. And thus removing the Assyrian threat against Judah. So contemporaries with Isaiah, the prophet uh, Micah was a compatriot of Isaiah, where Isaiah was in the court or court of royal court of of Judah. Micah was in the rural, you know, the 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 small towns, small villages of the Judea hillsides. While you know Isaiah was ministering to the powerful groups in Jerusalem, Micah preached to the common people in Judah. And condemning the social sins of the time. He also, like Isaiah, proclaimed the coming of Messiah who would be born in Bethlehem and he would deliver the Jewish people. Another um, contemporary of Isaiah was Hosea. Um, and he was really working in uh, the northern part of the kingdom of Israel. Um, he followed the fiery prophet Amos, who denounced the leaders of Samaria, crying that God would judge Israel for her wickedness. Now, the purpose of the book of Isaiah, you could say there's two purposes to the book. To warn a nation of impending judgment because of their idolatry and worldly alliances. The historical interlude from chapters 36 to 39 describes this fulfillment in the invasion of Syria and the prediction of a later captivity by Babylon. The Holy One of Israel required holiness from his people. God required holiness from Israel, from Judah. And the second purpose is to remind the nation of God's program of deliverance, especially his redemptive program through the Messiah, who would come as the suffering servant and later rule the whole world. And you see that in Isaiah chapter 52 and Isaiah 53. These two Full purposes uh, complement the theme of the book, Salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is not from idols, and it's not from world alliances. Salvation is of the Lord. Some unique uh, contributions of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah is a, a really theological book. Um, it's the most detailed of all the prophets in regard to theology. Its prophecies range from Israel's immediate situation, the fall of the north and south, and later the exile in Babylon, the return by the Persians, and then even going further in the future, the Messiah coming in humility, his life, his death, the scattering nation to all the earth, the regathering and repentance and the kingdom being blessed in the Messianic age. The prophecies of the Messianic age describe changes in the spiritual national, international, economic, geography, geographical, cosmic, and animal kingdom. I mean, it is it is vast. Uh, Isaiah's theology of God is the most extensive and thorough of any book in the Old Testament, not just of the prophets, but of any book. Uh, another contribution is the Redeemer of Israel, as found in Isaiah chapter 41 to 63. That divine name, the Redeemer of Israel, is used by Isaiah 13 times. It's only mentioned five other times in all the other books in the Old Testament. The term derives a word signifying one that redeems 
or buys out of a market, a person or a piece of property. In an Isaiah's situation, it refers to Israel's de- deliverance as a nation uh, from from foreign powers. And it signifies a spiritual redemption for those who turn from transgression. There's a plea within Isaiah as well for righteousness and justice. Like Micah, his comrade, Isaiah strongly focused on the need for righteousness and social justice. The terms righteousness and justice are used some 80 times by Isaiah. Only the book of Psalms mentions it more. So it's a really big focus for Isaiah. Another unique contribution in the book of Isaiah is the virgin birth of Emmanuel. Chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. This prophecy of the virgin birth is the first of the Emmanuel prophecies in which Messiah's coming is elaborated upon going forward. And then the last one we're going to look at uh, for unique contributions is the fall of Lucifer in chapter 14, verses 4 to 20. Though Satan appears many times in scripture, only in Isaiah chapter 14 and Ezekiel 28 is his creation, perfection, and great fall described for us. In Isaiah chapter 14, verse 4, he is seen as the king of Babylon. And in Ezekiel 28, 12, as the king of Tyre. Daniel speaks of him as the prince of Persia and the prince of Greece in Daniel chapter 10, verse 20. Isaiah introduces him and to, to the reader as an example of the fate of one who exalts themselves against God. Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, then the word meaning the Lord is salvation. We need to look to the Lord for our salvation. Not idols, not alliances, but to the Lord. Well, I hope that's been a help to you in understanding uh, in greater ways this book of Isaiah, and I encourage you to explore it. Don't hold back. Get in there and understand even more of God's word. Thank you for listening today. Keep exploring the word and looking to Jesus.